Hi, and welcome to a new episode of Pasha. My name is Godfred Boafel. Thank you for joining us. Today, we talk about Mozambique. Joining us for this episode is Phil Clark, a professor of international politics at the University of London in the United Kingdom. He starts by telling us the makeup of the insurgents and what their motivations are. So these Islamist militias in northern Mozambique are made up mostly of, of young men who have expressed a, a wide range of motivations for the insurgency. But I think the most important motivations are mainly socioeconomic and around the political marginalization of northern Mozambique. There's a huge amount of anger in the local population about the fact that the southern part of Mozambique economically has done quite well in the last 10 or 20 years, but the north has very much been left behind. And that feeling of discontent, that feeling of anger, has been exacerbated by a natural resource boom in the north of the country in the last few years, particularly the discovery of, of, of liquid natural gas. This is one of the largest natural gas reserves discovered anywhere in the world. And there's a feeling amongst many northern Mozambicans that they are unlikely to benefit from this natural resource boom, that most of the, the revenue from these gas reserves is going to go to the political elite in the south. And so there's been a huge amount of, of anger and, and discontent building in this part of the country for a very long time. And what we've seen in the last few years are various armed groups tapping into that, that sense of socioeconomic and political marginalization. And these insurgents that we see in northern Mozambique at the moment have, have grown out of that. They're tapping into that, that real sense of, of anger. Now, these insurgents claim to have an Islamist agenda. They talk about bringing Sharia law to northern Mozambique. But, but I don't think that that's the primary driver of this conflict. I think the primary drivers are really socioeconomic and political. But these insurgents see uh, a, a propaganda angle, a propaganda benefit uh, in, in framing themselves in, in an Islamist term. But I think we have to fundamentally understand this insurgency in terms of its socioeconomic and its political roots. The Mozambican army has really struggled to deal with this insurgency in the north of the country over the last couple of years. And this really stems from Firstly, the weakness of the Mozambican military. There's been a huge amount of corruption uh, in the national army ranks, but also the Mozambican army hasn't really been tested in recent years. It, it hasn't had much experience, especially of dealing with large scale conflict. And so we've really seen the Mozambican forces struggle to deal with this insurgency. There's been a significant uh, civilian death toll. Something like 3000 people have been killed in the last few years. Uh, of this conflict in northern Mozambique. Uh, hundreds of thousands of people have been displaced um, to other parts of Mozambique or across borders into the, the neighboring countries. The, the Mozambican military has really struggled to get to grips with this insurgency. I think much of the Mozambican military comes from other parts of the country, so they're also unfamiliar with the terrain uh, in the north. And then you've got the reality of the insurgents themselves. They're a very diffuse military actor. These Islamist insurgents often operate in a guerrilla warfare um, approach, which seems to have been very difficult for the Mozambican forces uh, to tackle. So in short, in the last few years, the Mozambican military has really struggled to, to quell this uh, conflict, which is why Mozambique has started to look to other African states, uh, in essence, to come in and, and try to rescue the situation on behalf of the Mozambican people. What has been the response of the government of Mozambique? 
Why has it been difficult for the government to stem the insurgents? The Rwandan troops who are operating in northern Mozambique so far have shown a high degree of effectiveness. Um, and to a certain extent, this is not surprising. The Rwandans are highly trained, they're highly disciplined, but also the Rwandan forces have a great deal of recent experience of involvement in peacekeeping missions elsewhere. Uh, Rwanda's had peacekeeping troops in Darfur, in Mali and Central African Republic, and even as far away as, as Haiti. So you're, you're talking about one of Africa's uh, most equipped peacekeeping forces that is now operating uh, in northern Mozambique. And as a result of that, we've seen the Rwandan troops um, acting alongside their Mozambican hosts, managing to disperse these Islamist insurgents from almost all of the strategic locations uh, in northern Mozambique where they've been operating. Um, one of the key moments in the early days of Rwanda's involvement was the recapturing of a major port town called uh, Mokimbal de Praia. It's one of the, the key port towns in northern Mozambique. It's also uh, the location of the major airport that is used by international workers uh, who, who work in these multi-billion dollar natural gas reserves um, operating for companies like Total and ExxonMobil. Rwanda has stepped in to offer assistance to Mozambique. What has been the impact of Rwandan troops operating in northern Mozambique? So within weeks of being on the ground, the Rwandans were able to capture that very important port town and, and to shore up uh, this very strategic airport. In the process, uh, the Rwandans have suffered very few losses themselves. So they've been very effective at pushing the insurgents away from strategic locations, uh, protecting the civilian population, but also suffering very few losses uh, themselves. Um, to such an extent that the major multinational companies that have been operating in northern Mozambique, like Total, like ExxonMobil, uh, have now started making noises about returning to northern Mozambique. They've been uh, really um, putting their operations on hold for the last uh, 18 months or so. These are multi-billion dollar projects that have been disrupted by the conflict. Those international companies are now talking about getting back on the ground and, and continuing the, the natural gas um, discovery exercises that, that they've been involved in in a long time because they see uh, a certain amount of peace and stability being brought because of the Rwandan intervention in, in northern Mozambique. So, so the first couple of months of Rwanda's involvement um, in this conflict zone have been highly effective. Um, this is again the kind of thing that Rwanda has achieved in most of the other places where it's intervened in, in the last five or or 10 years. Uh, the, the Mozambican government has gone as far as to say they think that the Rwandans have now really started to turn this conflict around, um, that their involvement is fundamentally altering the, the trajectory of, of this conflict and perhaps um, laying the groundwork for, for ending the insurgency altogether. The two countries have also signed an MOU for cooperation in trade and investment. What motivation does Rwanda have for its involvement in Mozambique? Rwanda has various motivations for being involved in, in the Mozambican conflict. And one of the fascinating aspects of, of this whole situation is that, of course, Rwanda is not one of Mozambique's neighbors. Uh, it doesn't share a border 
with Mozambique. Um, Rwanda has been invited in by the Mozambican government to, to get involved in this far-flung conflict zone. And one of the questions that has arisen out of this is why is Rwanda doing that? Um, one particular theory was that this was all about French involvement in the region. Um, France, of course, uh, has some of its major uh, natural resource companies on the ground in northern Mozambique, uh, not least Total. France also has a, a key stake in ExxonMobil. So there was a, a sense that perhaps Rwanda was there because it was doing France's bidding. There's been a, a background relationship rebuilding between between Rwanda and France, and so the suggestion was that perhaps Rwanda was only in Mozambique because of French involvement. But I think what that leaves out is an understanding of Rwanda's growing ties with Mozambique. There has been an increasing relationship between these two countries over the last few years, um, particularly in economic and security terms. Uh, Rwanda has seen Mozambique as a launching pad for Rwandan dissidents, some of whom are threatening Kagame's government in Kigali. So uh, even as um, recently as 2018, uh, Rwanda signed an MOU with Mozambique, which was partly about uh, quelling the, the, the scope for Rwandan dissidents in Maputo, the, the Mozambican capital. So Rwanda's always had that uh, Mozambican concern, uh, if you like. But what we've seen uh, is uh, a new MOU signed between these two countries, um, which puts a heavy premium on Mozambican investment in the Rwandan economy. Um, there's a big emphasis on Mozambican uh, companies getting involved in the Rwandan agricultural sector in particular. So what this suggests is that Rwanda has become embroiled in the Mozambican conflict, yes, for humanitarian and civilian protection reasons, but also because it sees Mozambique as, as an important security and economic partner. And it's very important for Rwanda to have good economic relations with other African states. Rwanda is a small landlocked country um, with, with very limited natural resources. Um, it needs the kind of investment that, that Mozambique uh, is promising at the moment. And, and Mozambique would probably only see Rwanda as a, a useful um, investment partner um, because Rwanda is also helping Mozambique in terms of trying to deal with the insurgency in northern Mozambique at the moment. So Rwanda, I think, has been very canny here. It's seen a key, a key opportunity in getting involved in the Mozambican conflict and, and, and seeing all sorts of benefits, particularly in economic and security terms, accruing from that. So I think this shows a flexibility, uh, an innovation on, on the part of Rwandan policymakers uh, getting involved in a, in a far-flung conflict zone that, that perhaps uh, not many commentators uh, expected to be the case. Is military intervention the best solution to this conflict? As effective as the Rwandan military has been in northern Mozambique, I don't believe that this is a conflict that will ultimately be resolved through the barrel of the gun. I think that if there is going to be sustainable peace in northern Mozambique, there has to be a political solution. There has to be a real grappling with the root causes of this conflict. And as I said before, I think that the roots of this conflict are, are really socioeconomic and political. That if Nusi's government in Maputo doesn't start to deal with this deep sense of marginalization and anger in northern Mozambique, it might be that the Rwandans can quell this Islamist insurgency in the immediate, but we are likely to see other 
other actors in northern Mozambique act violently on those very same uh, impulses, those same reasons. And, and so all of the focus at the moment is on the military campaign. It's, it's all about the, the effectiveness of, of the Rwandan peacekeepers. But we shouldn't forget that ultimately this is a, a conflict that has socioeconomic and political roots and it has to be tackled in that kind of way. One of the big questions for Nusi's government is, will there be a fair distribution of the revenue from the natural gas reserves to everyday people in northern Mozambique? Um, or are the fears and the concerns in the north of the country founded? Is it the case that all of that revenue is likely to go to the political elites uh, in the south? That's the kind of thing that Rwanda, with its new leverage in Mozambique, should be insisting on, that there is this fair and equitable distribution of natural resource revenue to everyday people. Uh, they should use their new political clout to say to Newsy's government, there has to be a, a long-term strategic economic and political plan to, to integrate northern Mozambique much more systematically into the national terrain. And that is the kind of thing that is likely to ensure peace and stability in northern Mozambique far into the, the long term. So that's the kind of political and economic solution that, that I hope the Rwandan government is impressing upon the Mozambican government at the moment. Rwanda's involvement in Mozambique is interesting. There is the humanitarian and protection aspect, but Rwanda also sees Mozambique as an important economic and security partner. Rwanda has seen a key opportunity in helping Mozambique deal with the insurgency to help itself grow economically. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Pasha, produced by Ozer Patel. From me, Godfrey Boff. Bye for now.